The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. Charles is in Adelaide doing his wankonomics thing, but fortunately we have someone far better qualified to talk about. Charles's favourite subject, AI. It is Ange Lovapierre, who is nowadays, a very exciting new job, the National Technology Reporter at ABC News. Hello, Ange. Hello. Yeah, it's Ange 2.0. Ange 2.0. So many um, so many hats you've had over the years, but uh, comedy cellist, no, no more, at least not for the time being. <laughs> oh, look, I'm never not a comedy cellist. Of course. Well, know. unfortunately, there's no cello here, so we'll have to <laughs> get by with it. This story sounds wild. So your, your pitch was this kind of bizarre thing to do with AI, mm. replacing us all, and then that you were going to get docs. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a very frenzied pitch that I sent off to you. It was, hey Dom, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get doxxed by uh, farmer bro Martin Shkreli potentially. Uh, yeah, you had me at that point. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, it's because I've been looking into this kind of internet cult. So you know, I've. I have been on this podcast, uh, but there are many podcasts that have covered the existential threat posed by AI, or at least the argument, yeah. right? This idea that once we reach a more sophisticated level of AI, you know, whenever that happens, whether that's tomorrow or in a few years or in 10 years, that it won't be, it, you know, it won't be motivated by the same things we are could in civilization. And the debate continues to rage about that for and against. But there were a group of people, particularly working in tech, working in AI, um, some very bright people, some very senior people who basically got so sick of that claim that AI was going to kill us all that they decided to fight back and they formed this movement called Effective Accelerationism, which is short, shortened to EAC. So E slash ACC. And EAC uh, is the movement that I've been looking into. Right, because, so it's basically yeah. going, AI, bring it on. Is that basically It's like it? as fast as possible uh, and, yeah, at all costs basically. We need to be accelerating. So I think, you know, I think people relate to some of what they're saying, which is like, hey, you know, do we really need to worry so much about AI killing us all? Can't we just be a little bit hopeful or optimistic here? Um, but then, you know, when you hear them say, oh, we need to speed this up, I think I think most <laughs> people feel like this is happening at a breakneck pace anyway. It's already terrifying yeah. and fast. And they're going, bring it on, let's get it done. If this is going to be an apocalypse, yeah, let's do it tomorrow. No, not only that, it's like they're not, I, they're pretty much anti regulation. They're like most of the regulation oh, that's, that's proposed. Um, they're like, this is, you know, this is going to slow us down. This is not the right thing. They never get it right. They make these regulations and never review them, never revisit them, which is actually, you know, that's pretty true. Um, but we need to, yeah, we just need to be going full speed ahead with this. Um, so let's dive into the world of libertarian AI boosters after this. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Yeah, because I must say, AI, Ange, uh, it, it seems dizzyingly fast. I mean, just this week, Google's released their new Gemini AI, which apparently is dramatically less crap than Bard was. I mean, I used Bard mm -hmm. a few times and it didn't do anything well. But it seems as though, yes, 
it's just everything's happening as quickly as possible. There's sort of an arms race going on. Yeah. There's no regulation really in any effective sense. They're just doing it because they can without asking whether it's a sensible idea. And you say these people reckon that the current pace is too slow. Yeah, and how they've gone about it is pretty interesting too. So I, I might have mentioned earlier that uh, that they have a bit of a culty vibe. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they've been throwing like raves in Silicon Valley. <laughs> um, they're like v- very anonymous. They've got an, a very strong meme game. Right. Um, so they're like m- big into memetic warfare. They've, they're using the Gadsden snake, you know, the one that like the Tea Party used and stuff, like don't, don't tread oh, on don't me. Oh, don't tread on me. Yeah, don't yeah, tread on me. they from use, the Marine Corps or something? It's, Some it's got like a that. long history, mm. um, but the Gadsden snake is, you know, associated with libertarian movements yeah. and they've been like flying the Gadsden snake and they've got this motto, which is accelerate or die. So they're- What about accelerate and then die <laughs> rap- more rapidly? Have they thought of that one? Yeah, it's not as catchy, is it? Mm. Uh, accelerate and be subjugated, uh, die or die. They settled on that one for whatever reason. But yeah, accelerate or die. As I said, they are really anonymous because some of what they're kind of talking about is pretty scary to people beyond, you know, accelerating in and of itself. If you really listen to what the leaders are saying and what they're, you know, they've got these kooky manifestos online, they've got merch and stuff. Um, merch. If you, yeah, they've got merch. You can get okay. like an EAC mug, Accelerate or Die mug. Amazing. Yeah, if you really listen to what they're saying, there is a faction within EAC that kind of isn't that far from what the other side, the so-called doomers, believe that because they call them, talk, you know, about AI safety people as doomers. So anyone who um, at any point goes... Yeah, maybe this is just a little faster. We should wonder what's going on. That's, you're a doomer, doomer at that point. Diesel. And that home. sounds a lot like Boomer, which is embarrassing for all of us. Yeah, look, there is this corner of EAC that believes something quite similar that, you know, look, maybe we'll bring about more sophisticated AI um, and maybe it won't want what we want and maybe it will subjugate us. We don't know. Maybe it'll replace us. But if that's the case, then that's just the next logical step in evolution. Like oh, if, okay. if worms had had the power to stop us from coming into being mm. and they'd chosen to do so because they thought that humans might kill worms, that 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 would have been a very bad outcome. I think we can all agree. And they kind of see AI like that. It's like, well, let's bring it on because humans can only survive so far, you know, the way we're kind of running the joint. Um, so it's just a bit like the dinosaurs going, over here, meteor, come on. Yes. <laughs> yes sort of, Speed it up. And it's sort of like, a, it's not like, oh, they think that AI will subjugate us, but it's like, well, or, or kill us or whatever. Uh, it's like, well, if, if, if it's not, if it doesn't go according to plan, look, we've still birthed a higher consciousness. It's our, it's our, you know, we're a bootloader for a higher consciousness. We've held wow. the door open, held the door open for the next iteration of life in the universe. So um, the leader of the movement who goes by the name Beth Jesus. Beth Jesus. Yeah. Catchy pseudonym. Yeah, it is. They're so, very, they're, the meme game's strong, but he, um, he was doxxed uh, in towards the end of last year because well, Forbes magazine decided that he was enough of a, you know, dangerous enough that they cited the public interest and doxxed him mm. uh, or, well, released his identity, not his sort of home address or anything. But yeah, so he went he went and did this interview on the Lex Friedman podcast. I've brought an excerpt along, which is, uh, gives you a bit of an insight into that, you know, replacement thing, this whole, you know, how he feels about AI potentially replacing humans. And it's a beautiful machine that has created us. And I think part of EAC is to um, appreciate this principle in a way that's not just centered on on humanity, but kind of broader. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate uh, life, um, you know, the preciousness of, of consciousness in our universe. And because we cherish uh, this beautiful uh, state of matter we're in, um, uh, we, we've, we got to feel a responsibility 
to, to scale it in order to preserve it because the options are to grow or die. I, 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 I would consider my greatest enemies to be people who support degrowth. The, the idea that we should roll back the economy and sort of um, uh, try and affect the environment less with uh, less of this stuff. I think that this is um, a, a path to suicide. I think that this is just slow suicide. And a lot of these EAC people, they point the same thing out. Degrowth is just wait, lying and waiting to die. I don't want to lie and wait to die. I want a good, a good future for myself, for uh, my children, for the rest of humanity. At first there, you heard from Beff Jezos, oh, the man Jesus. himself. I'm or, still um, getting a, I'm trying to work out whether Beff Jezos or Jeff Bezos is someone I should be more scared of at this point. Yeah. Uh, Beff Jezos has, does have a surprising amount of power. So his real name's um, Guillaume Verdon. Uh, and he is, he's worked at these, you know, some of the top um, innovation labs uh, run by Google, sort of, you know, doing secret moonshot stuff. He's a quantum AI guy. He's Gosh. very, very bright. He's in his early 30s. So he's he does have influence like a lot of people um, within the EAC movement, not everyone. That was the second voice you heard there was uh, a man named Haodong Mo, who lives in Gladstone or near Gladstone of all places. So oh, really? Central, Central Queensland. Okay. Um, and he actually doesn't, uh, he, he, as you can hear, um, really subscribes to a lot of the EAC ideas. He doesn't think it's going to take over and kill everyone. So I guess he's from a different faction there. Um, he just thinks, you know, it, this is too good and too promising not to run towards and it's going to solve so many of our problems that we'd be mad not to run for it. Interestingly, though, Haodong Mo doesn't actually call himself an EAC despite sharing most of their kind of core principles because his place where I found him, which was via EAC's Discord server, um, he described the, the culture there as such a cesspit that he um, he, can't, he doesn't want to be associated with them. A lot likes the idea just hates the bros. Yeah, and it is very bro-y. Um, and this actually leads me to the Martin Shkreli thing, right? I was hoping you were getting into that. Let's find out <laughs> why Martin Shkreli might have it in for Ange um, after this. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Chaser Report. Less news, more often. Just from my sense, so Martin Scully, this is the guy who basically hoarded a patent of a really important drug and then well, charged a massive amount for it at one point. His company, uh, Turing Pharmaceutical, bought the patent for a drug called Daraprim, which is an antiparasite drug most commonly used by AIDS patients, life-saving medicine, mm. um, not used very often. Uh, they bought the patent and they overnight jacked the price from $13.50 a pill US to uh, what was it? It was $750 a pill. So well, it was and presumably a, this is very neat, very much needed in Africa, right? Uh, it, this was, yeah, I don't know what the global distro impact mm. was, but in in America, um, you know, people ended up, so it was a 5,000% price hike overnight. Extraordinary. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it went down like a lead balloon, as you can imagine, publicity-wise. Um, you know, he ended up being hauled before Congress, defended himself saying, look, this is kind of a Robin Hood act. It's really just cost insurers and um, and the government and, you know, we will make sure that uninsured people get it cheap. But look, some people, people with like, you know, bad insurance because it's America, um, yeah. they ended up with thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in bills. And so, yeah, wildly unpopular, um, got 
was referred to at the time by the media as the most hated man in America. Uh, he was called the Farmer Bro. Uh, he also bought this Wu Tang album, and that's right. Yeah. And, oh, that was so annoying. And then the- he said he was going to release it for free if Donald Trump won the election. So this is like back in twenty sixteen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or he was going to destroy it um, if if Hillary Clinton won. So just just as a weird sidebar. So this is the Wu Tang Clan, legendary rap group, like absolutely beloved by by rap devotees. Recorded an album. Yeah. And they made one copy of it. Yeah. They put on a thumb drive or something. Part of this is on Wu-Tang, right? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely part of it's on Wu-Tang. <laughs> and so they just sold it, the one copy of the album to the highest bidder. So everyone else who wanted new music from this band who hadn't done anything in years, yeah, like only one rich fuck gets to listen yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a bit of a craze in rap about 10 years ago. They Like Wu-Tang weren't the only ones who did it. But yes, anyway, Shkreli has the only copy uh, of that album to this day. Uh, and there's, yeah, anyway, that is a sidebar. But what just if to it's sort of terrible? Illustrate. <laughs> I know. We'll you imagine. Know. We'll anyway, know. so uh, what is it, what's he got, so, got in for you? So I emailed him because he's quite a prominent EAC. Oh, okay. Um, of course he is. Of course he is. Um, he actually, I mean, he ended up going to prison for securities fraud. He, he got out um, unrelated to the Daraprim thing. It was a bit of an Al Capone situation. They wanted right. to get him for something and they got him for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, he got he got out, uh, joined EAC, tweets prominently, um, is generally a bit of an edgelord online. I asked him for an interview the way that one normally asks a person for an interview, uh, you know, I just, I just sent him an email and I said, you know, and he wrote, you know, wrote back saying, um, EAC doesn't talk to EAC about the media. And I, you know, I'm not one to give up uh, at the first hurdle. And so I said, oh, you know, with respect that there are examples to the contrary, you know, mm. and said, well, how about you talk to me about this? Or I'd just love, love to hear and, and from And aren't you. you supposed to be bringing it on via uh, the ABC's background briefing? But, you know, why not? Yeah. Let's, the AIs yeah. Will, will ingest the, the interview and presumably <laughs> um, speed things up. Right, right. So there was a lot of, you know, I pushed again. Uh, and he wrote back and he said, nah, lick my nuts. And I had never received an email like that ever uh, in the course of, you know, what, 17 years of journalism or something. Yeah, not exactly um, dispelling the most hated man in, in America. No, I think he kind of Label. relishes the the thing, right, um, the, that whole reputation. Um, and so I wrote back and said, you know, fantastic, thanks, just confirming this is uh, Martin Shkreli I'm speaking to because it was a general contact email for his company. Uh, and he said, uh, yes, this is Martin Shkreli lick my nuts. <laughs> and so, you know, obviously I've used that in the story because I'd be mad not to. Um, but then I started getting, because EAC doesn't love talking to the media. And then I started, my inbox sort of started filling up a bit more. And I was like, what's going on? I got one of these guys on the phone and said, hey, hey how'd you hear about me? Um, why are you, you know, great to hear from you, but how, how'd you know to email me? He said, oh, I saw Martin's, your emails with Martin. I said, oh, what do, you, what, what do you mean? Do you work for him? He said, no, 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 no. He's posted them. And then he would go and check and he's posted the, our email exchange, you know, the, the vibe, and this is a paraphrasing, but it's very much like the vibe was like, you know, ha, 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 this dumb bitch journalist. I, I owned her yeah. by telling her to Lol lick my nuts. Owned, oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, 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 really great. Sick um, burn, bro. Sick burn. And so, yeah, um, but because it's my, he's got my personal phone number and he does, uh, because that was attached to the email, uh, and he does have a history of doxing people and also harassing female journalists online. So, look, you know, that's that's just part of the price of doing business. It did send me down a real rabbit hole, though, where I'm going, well, how scuzzy is this world? And what I ended up finding was 
basically a whole bunch of hate speech on the Discord server. It's not that that's baked into EAC's principles. They're mm. massively pro-capitalist. They're decentralized. They want all, you know, software released, given to the people. I'm um, sure they love crypto as well. There's a lot of overlap with crypto, uh, the crypto world, yeah. You can't swing a cat without hitting some variety of hate speech on that uh, yeah, so, on that Discord server. So it's not inherent to EAC that they are all that they love hate speech. It's just that it's the same kind of people who want this to happen are just happen to be the kind of people who also like hate speech. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Like it's just yeah, well, the Venn diagrams intersect quite a lot. Well, th- yeah, and then I wanted to know why. Right. And so, and then it turns out like one of the main people that, you know, the most like celebrated thinkers, you know, the the, the guy who EAC holds up the, the most possibly is a guy called Nick Land who right. came up with accelerationism, um, which is, and they're like a riff on accelerationism. And then the thing is, you know, 15, 20 years later, Nick Land also came up with something called the Dark Enlightenment, which is like the blueprint for the modern alt-right. Um, right. So, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not saying that's what EAC is, but like you can't help but wonder if there's something, you know, if there's, if that's maybe created a bit of a porous wall between like the alt-right, you know, there's just a lot of uh, the same people sort of. And Nick Land himself, who's still out there, well, he's in Shanghai actually these days, um, you know, banging on about, um, you know, with his ideas. He he is a big EAC guy. So it's kind of, it's a really ugly world. It's an endlessly fascinating world. Um, there are people in there who do really seem to not give a shit if AI replaces us um, and think that that's entirely possible. And there's also people like Hao Dong Mo floating around in that world who are just like, I think this will help humanity. Well, what happens if the AIs take over and, you know, get the ability to kill us all mm. and start with the old right and look around the planet and kind of go, these are the most <laughs> dispensable people that there are. Uh, your little flag saying don't tread on me isn't going to be much good then because yeah. the AI is going to be like, no, nope, think I'm going to tread on you. I mean, it's entirely possible, isn't it? We've probably got at least six months before we find out. Okay. Just as long. I mean, if we're all going to die anyway, let's just start with these people, people who brought it on <laughs> a little bit faster. Please, Lord, take them. I hope yeah. AIs like irony. If you want to hear the full story, uh, Ange's investigation into this, 35 minutes long, it's up on the ABC's Background Briefing podcast, or you can find it at the ABC website. Look for a story called Meet the AI Insiders Who Say It's Time to Accelerate or Die. Just finally, Ange, that, that binary, right, that seems like a bullshit binary. Mm. Like either we make AI as fast as possible or we die. What's what's killing us? The or in die. The, in the or die scenario. The or die, there's two versions of or die. One version of or die is, well, every day around the world, you know, countless people die of preventable and currently unpreventable causes. Mm. AI, the kind that we're talking about, the super intelligent kind, would fix that. So it would literally save people. Okay. The other or die is we've denuded the planet um, to the point where we don't have long to go unless we come up with some big solutions, which AI will come up with. So there's actually a weird little core of environmentalism in there. I'm genuinely surprised. Yeah, I I think like it's everything problemism, but yeah, climate change surely um, high up on the list. All right, I'm convinced. Bring on the (laughs) all-powerful AI. Set it loose. (laughs) I'm tired of living anyway. Our gear is from Road, we're part of the Iconoclast Network. We'll catch you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.